since I was an infant, I went to church. I went to church a lot, uh, probably three times a week. Um, my family would go off to church. And I guess I knew quite a bit about the Bible, and I guess I knew quite a bit about the Old Testament, as much as the New, quite frankly. And in the Old Testament, I knew there was this thing called the law, and the law was God's uh, plan for the people of Israel to make them holy. And I guess for a long time, um, it wasn't until I was a young man, did I um, come to terms with this quandary that I had. And I thought to myself, well, why, why did Christ have to die if there already was provision for people's sin through the law? In other words, because of all of the instructions, the sacrificial offerings that were prescribed through the law, um, people could, who sinned, could get right with God and could have their sins forgiven. And I thought, well, why would Jesus come? Well, in order to understand that, you need to understand the book of Hebrews. And um, I'll just give you a warning now. I'm thinking about teaching about this in the new year, Hebrews. Um, it, it could be the end of my pastor here. Um, <laughs> because it's a, it's, a, it's a dense book. It's, it's a tough one. But um, after what we're doing in our teaching before Christmas about the covenants, I think it's almost totally begs doing Hebrews. But uh, I, I read in chapter 10, or I did read and do read chapter 10, uh, in Hebrews, and I'm just going to read uh, the first 18 verses of it, and it explains why Christ had to die, even though there was a provision in the law for getting forgiveness. I love this. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you didn't desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. And then I said, here I am, and it's written about me in the scroll. I've come to do your will, my God. First he said, sacrifice and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. In other words, you told us to do that, but obviously they weren't satisfying. To you. Then he said, Jesus said, here I am, I've come to do your will. He sets aside the first for the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Let me repeat that. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. 
For by one sacrifice he is made perfect forever. Please listen to this. For by one sacrifice he is made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit is also, also testifies to us about this. First he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I'll put my law in their hearts and I'll write them on their minds. And then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. And so it's there that we see why the law was insufficient. Because they would not have, the Israelites would not have had to continually repeat those sin offerings, bringing animals, killing them as a means of atoning for sin. They wouldn't have had to do that repeatedly if they were effective, because it would only have taken once. But it's only through Jesus Christ, only through his death on the cross, the shedding of his blood, that we are made holy. Do you feel holy today? God sees you as holy. If Jesus Christ, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he sees you as righteous. There's another word he uses in here, which I dare, I, I'm, I'm nervous about even saying. Perfect. I look at myself, I'm far from perfect. But God sees me as such because I am clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Oh, that's good news. That's good news, isn't it? That even though we know ourselves, we know that we are messed up. But because we've accepted the gift of salvation, we are right with God. We are holy. And it's only the blood of Christ that could do that, not the blood of animals that were sacrificed. And there was a purpose for that, obviously. But it was only through the blood of Christ that we have been made perfect. Last thought about this is this. I think some people come to this table week in and week out and kind of see this as the place where they get right with God every week. That's not what this is about. <laughs> you are right with God. What this is, is remembering why you are right with God and giving thanks. Yeah, are we supposed to keep short accounts with God? Absolutely. When we sin, we should regret it. <laughs> and we should ask for forgiveness. But asking for forgiveness is different than our status. Our status is holy. Our status is right with God. You are clothed in righteousness. You are perfect before God because you are covered in Christ. And so don't look at this as, I've got to go take communion because I've got to get right with God. No, that's not what this is at all. This is just a reminder. You are right with God. And what it took to get right with God was the sacrifice of Christ.